Hi there, this is Jen. When we record the episode on Saturday, May 11th, NBC had not announced the fall lineup. But now we know that The Blacklist Season 7 will be returning in the fall. We do not have another nine-month hiatus this year. Definitely a bit of good news there that we were not aware of when we recorded this episode. Now we are, so just wanted to let you know, and on to the episode. Hi, and welcome to the 84th edition of Keen Minds, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 6, Episode 21, Anna McMahon. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And our friend McMahon continues to be alive, well, and is on her way to putting the entire task force on the box. Hey, you know, I actually, I love that. I I love it when people get put in the box. (laughs) I know that sounds really bizarre, but I realized the other day that Tom never ended up in the box. And that makes me sad. (laughs) You're not part of the family. You're not in the box. Dude, you missed your opportunity. I wish in season one when they'd arrested him that he'd just gone straight into the box. Then it would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. That's the reason he died. He didn't end up in the box. Everybody that's been in the box lives. Um, no, that's not true. Um, Fitch would would beg to disagree. Well, of the main cast, everybody that's ended up in the box lives. I mean, his box. His. I'm sure that the cleanup of that was not nice. Oh god. Well, I mean, uh, same with with Bres- when Wrestler and Red were in there in season one. Um, poor, it was a lot of blood, but at least they didn't have brains all over yeah they did um uh what was her name luli i think luli yeah yeah her brains were all over it but that was on the outside on the outside yeah it's still rough i just posted them yeah it's uh, awkward a lot of brains Mm -hmm. been on that box inside outside well talking about brains (laughs) did you notice how many eyes were on this episode remember it it reminded me of the of the Kate Kaplan episode with, a, you know, taking the eye of the guy and this guy is like oh. blinding the other guy and pushing the eyes of oh, the other guy. That, okay, so I I get squeamish. I think we talked about this in season four with, with Kate. I am super squeamish over eyeballs. I don't know why. I mean, most people are. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty general yeah. thing to be squeamish about. It's, I mean, because if you think about it, most of the, most of the things they do in television with eyeballs are doesn't actually work that whole going through the eye to your brain doesn't typically work that's not a thing because you've got a socket back there it's pure Mm -hmm. bone behind it well i mean i guess not pure bone but you know it's it would be incredibly difficult to get back to your brain that way but people do it all the time and well not all well i guess that says a lot about the genres i watch but (laughs) yeah i was gonna say not in the stuff that i watch all the time but but um, it happens and like People squishing eyes and ripping eyes out, and uh, I've been watching Whiskey it, Cavalier. It was just, and they, it they was got just an eye out. Icky. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it was just icky, and and the guy like torturing the other guy, the pepper spray. It it's funny because it reminded me of Kate Kaplan, and uh, this is another episode written to by the two Johns and Lucas Ryder. Lucas Ryder, yes, uh, Lucas Ryder. I don't, no, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at the writers. I think it is uh, the Johns and one other guy is... It's probably it? Lucas then. He, he yeah. tends to do that. Yeah. 
So one of them have a knife thing. I guess. And, and, uh, and some people do. like, And I've also heard some writers are like, this makes me uncomfortable. Therefore, I write it because I know it's going to make other people uncomfortable. And that may be what's going on there. Like, we know we need people to be squeamish. Well, this is what makes me squeamish. I mean, if I were trying to make an audience squeamish, I'd go for an eye or pulling a tooth out. Teeth get me too. I don't like people screwing around with teeth. So but Yeah. I mean, squeamish. So squeamish about the eyes. So the... How did you like in general the episode? It was a, it was a setup episode. It so was. There, it's not like it was a that we learned like wow things or or anything except for the plot that doesn't make sense. So something somebody's getting something wrong, and I was just so glad to hear all of them go. Wait, what? I mean, because then at least you know that you're supposed to be doing that, and the writers aren't sitting back going, "This is such a great idea," and we're all sitting back going. No. <laughs> I, mean, I Well, it, it's all it's all coming off from the British Miller's um, Christopher Miles saying uh I want to save the life of the president. Uh, I think that they're all assuming that the person they're going to kill in this debate is the president, but well, I don't think that's it. I think no, they're going to uh, kill the rival. Well, Miles did say he said save Diaz's life. And so mm -hmm. it maybe Miles at least thinks or thought he's dead. Yes. I think um, he yeah, at least it, thought it was. He's a bit DS. dead. Um, he he's a bit dead. Is that what you just he's said? He's a bit dead. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being partially dead, or as opposed to being dead all the way, he's only a bit yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. just a bit dead. I'm gonna take that one. I like it. <laughs> I'm gonna borrow that one. Something. Um, but no, it's uh, he at least thought it was Diaz. It may be that. Task force he didn't just, have all the details. Yeah, the task force just has another piece of the puzzle, and now they're trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, I mean, that would make sense that it was a rival or something like that. The wife is obviously involved in it. The wife seems to be higher up than Diaz because the wife is not talking to the minions. Well, we've talked. Diaz is talking to the minions, while yeah. the minions are talking among themselves. So I think this is all. Somebody is going to get killed, but I don't think that if Diaz is the one who's going to be killed, Diaz doesn't know. Diaz thinks that the rival is going to get killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about earlier that there's really no way that Diaz, and they reiterated it in this, this episode, about how easily he's been manipulated before. And so it's not that he's the mastermind here. Like, if they, if he was suddenly the mastermind, it would make no sense. Mm -mm. And so the wife being the mastermind, or at least higher up, makes a lot of sense. Um, or, or at least more sense than him. I mean, we don't know because we, we know very little about her. Uh, we, we saw her once in season three where she had a dance with him. And then now we've seen No, her. that was in uh, season four. That was, was that a four? linguist concern, yes. Okay, season four. Excuse when, me. Yeah, when he goes in his, the, the guy with two uh, names, uh, fish right. names, That's Marlin right. something. Uh, Marlin Trout in the yeah. school, in Red School, but the other guy was called Marlin. So, yeah, yeah and, and I tell you what, I mean, um, it was very stunning because I is and is I've been going about this color thing, and I know that it means something. I just haven't been able to to break that code of what it means. But there is two colors that have been used very sparingly in the show, uh, and that is red and maroon or 
Oxblood or Burgundy that Samar calls our attention to, saying that's how they found red because he likes that color. Um, but red is a color that hasn't been used by many characters. In fact, it has been used by red, by Katarine, by um, Liz. Scotty, Liz, Agnes recently with the gloves, and Scotty. Yeah, yeah, you started with Scotty. Um. It it's and then now we have this stunning thing of Diaz with a with a bright red tie, and the wife in the bright red dress, and I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I'm sure it means something. Well, with politicians, that could be their party. I mean, because I. Honestly, I assumed that they, since there were two Republican candidates that were Hispanic, I kind of always got the impression they just assumed that was going to be Cruz or something in there, that he was going to be the one that won, and they were kind of gearing that way. That was always my assumption. Um, or who was the other one? Um, out of Florida, blanking on his name. Rubio. Rubio, thank you. Um, and that that's always been kind of my assumption when they showed up about the time that the elections were happening with a Hispanic president and... Mm -hmm. I mean, he looked, I mean, he doesn't look a lot like Cruz, but a little bit, you know, and so I just always assumed that that was kind of their, well, if the Republicans win, we assume it's going to be Cruz, you know. Okay. Could be. Yeah, I may I, be wrong. There is something, but there is something about a color you saw sparingly that it is, it's just remarkable to me. And Jennifer was also in red. I don't know what it means. And maroon is a is a color that I've, a lot of other people have worn. It. So I don't know what it means, but it was a striking thing. And I, I think that there is this conspiracy goes way back. This is what I think this is plan B to to what Peter Kotschopoulos was trying to do. And I think this is all going to end up in a bipolar world. I just don't think necessarily is with the United States. Well, I mean, that's that's what they were talking about was that uh, I'm blanking on the the name they gave that they they sanctioned the Princip uh, yeah. initiative. Yeah, that it goes yeah, back to the beginning. And this is the second of, time that that name has been used. Well, I mean, and they were also using the Third Estate, which was the French Revolution. And so you have World mm -hmm. War One kicking off, which started with a head of state being killed. The French Revolution in which they decapitated the, the king queen. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you've got... It would, you know, equate here to the president. It it also is the second time that we use the name Gavrilo Princip. The first time we used it was used in the show. That's the name under which was hiding the guy who was running deadnotalive.org in Ariel Kane. I didn't remember that. Interesting. Good catch there. I yeah. I couldn't for the life of you tell or I couldn't for the life of me tell you what his name was even now I that was not his name but oh. that's a name that he was he Working. operated under yeah, yeah. that I was don't, his Elias I don't remember much about him so yeah that's the one that that um, Aram interrogates because right. uh, I know I think it was Samar and she was just not doing well well it was it had to do with coding and with. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the double thing, yeah, nerd, nerd speaking, speaking. And, and and Aram is like, oh my god, I gotta help her. <laughs> and he's like, she has no idea what she's doing. Uh. 
So it, it's interesting because because we're getting again back a conspiracy. Uh, you got McMahon, which was in a similar position as she's in like a halfway between Connolly and and Hitchens. And they're all, and I wonder if the it, it one of the of the alternative endings for Fitch was that Fitch survived and he ran for the presidency. That would be interesting. Yeah. So there was always something that was going to end up with the president of the United mm-hmm. States and this conspiracy and the cabal and the whole thing. And I don't know how this goes, but this is going right back to the cabal. I, you can take that to the bank. I agree. I mean, I, I've thought this is going back to the cabal for some time because, one, w- there are just too many loose threads to this. And what we've said for a long while that's – in a lot of cases, I I think my biggest one that I would say is not the case, but we haven't finished the show, and if Tom's alive, they'll get wrapped up. Um, but th- there were several loose threads that they left with Tom. If he's dead, I don't think they'll ever go back to. There's no reason for them to. Um, but otherwise, in general, in broad strokes, they tend to go back. They just have a habit of going back much later than you'd expect them to. And that goes back to, as I've said again and again, features versus TV. Mm-hmm. Features, you you wrap everything up in one go. You've got a two-hour movie, you know, however long your, your script is. You know, you, you wrap it up in that time. But with television, it tends to pace differently. And John just seems to pace this more like a movie than he than he does like a like most TV shows that you see. Mm. And which as soon as I realized that, I feel like it kind of put some of his writing style into perspective for me. It still drives me absolutely crazy some days, but but at least I know why. <laughs> you know, I I can handle a lot of things if I have the the why ticked off. Mm-hmm. Um and and so I do think that the cabal has been quiet enough, and I do think it's a big enough thread, a cross-the-board, deep-in-the-mythology-type thread, that there's no way they can't go back to it. Yeah, that's what it's going to I mean, we're going back to the map. We're going back to the thread, and we're going back to the man, um, to the people in Bonn, in that upper echelon of the cabal that yep. we never heard and you know it's funny because I don't remember if we said this last in that last episode. Um, see, I would remember things from the show, but not what we said. Um, there's a forty million that is happening a lot. Forty million that supposedly Red uh, that um, Red took. Forty million that the man from South Africa was uh, was putting as a as a price for Red's head, forty million that cost the little thing then Madeline Pratt stole um, that that horrendous thing that he said was she was hideous and he got up for a piece of of uh, tangerine sherbet or mandarin sherbet or something like that and caught his eye and took his appetite away. Um, forty million has been there for a lot, so I wonder. When they do this kind of things, those kind of little symbols, I wonder if what they're trying to do is 
take all those things back. Same as when they used this Gabrielo Princip back then, it was to to eventually bring you back to that, to that conspiracy. And that's when they mentioned the man, the people from Bonn, so an opera echelon of the cabal that we have not seen. And I've always thought, how is that strange that we don't really have anybody Russian in the cabal? There was not a single Russian in there. So I'm thinking that the actual opera echelon is Russian. And they made the Americans think well, that they were creating the cabal in order to end up the the Soviet Union. But meanwhile, they were not. They were just trying to get. That's not entirely true. Why? Katerina. She was Katerina was an age, an operative, but not the people who did okay. it. Oh, and they, they needed to have people in, that became cabal yeah. low level in order to bring it up. You're talking about strictly on... Yeah, on the top, the okay. people who devised it, the people who were up there. We and we don't know that for sure, but in general, I think you're the, right. I remember a Chinese guy. Mm-hmm. I remember a few Asians, uh, too. I remember somebody with a German accent. And they were very good because they would tell you German mm-hmm. accent, yeah. um, Chinese accent. Uh, I so. will say you can't always go off of that um because prime notoriously kept calling samar mira for like an entire season mm. um <laughs> so uh, yeah. you, you can't base an entire i i would not at least base an entire theory mm. off of prime's subtitles no 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 but but just just because none of them sounded russian yeah and that that's fair i'm not saying at all that you're incorrect i'm just saying that you know be careful yeah. on basing it on that but yeah, yeah as far as i remember i i don't remember anybody that they yeah. specifically noted at any rate that was russian that yeah. spoke that they highlighted that was russian yeah so whenever I, th- I, you know, there is a a, a, very, a book, it's actually the, a real thing, uh, called The Perestroika Conspiracy. Um, it was written as a series of, it was a series of memo that a Russian, uh, and this is in real life, that a Russian defector um, was saying that the whole thing about the end of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War, that there was just a... a a mechanism for them to it wasn't working so they would need it to end and then by ending it become friends and then penetrate and then take over everything so i wonder if this this plot is going to end up being something like this because the lack of the russians in the cabal is in the upper echelons of the cabal is a little um worrisome to me that's telling me something Okay, so I'm trying to follow that now. Um, now, like, guys, forgive me. My brain is absolutely shot. I've been traveling for work all week and <laughs> still a little Plus, jet-lagged. I have two mojitos for lunch. So. Oh, look at you. Well, not for lunch, with lunch. <laughs> for um, lunch, that's all she had. Yeah, that, yeah, no, 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 I did eat. Although the mojitos were really the highlight there. They that's were that's awesome. fair. Mojitos are amazing. I haven't had one in years. I need to. I've got my glass of wine, though, so we're good. Um mm. But no, no, I'm just trying to follow that. So while, while that's a fascinating thought, wouldn't Why that... would they be no Russians when yeah, it's supposed to be a Russian conspiracy? Exactly. Because the Russians will not show their face. Okay. There that, will be there's all, the missing piece. That there was... will be the upper ones that nobody sees. Yes. And the fact that it's Bonn, which was the 
the capital of German of West Germany during the Cold War kind of has a feel to that. So I don't know how much of that it is in there. It would be fascinating. It'd be a really interesting twist. And uh, sorry, no, that was the missing piece that I had there was the those are the unseen. That makes a yes, whole lot more sense. The unseen now. people. So I, I, I find it interesting because then you have the the wife of the president and the president, but with red, red, the, the red army, the red. It's, it's something is just pinging in my brain and I don't know where it will be going but it's going somewhere it's oh, it's interesting you, you just said the red army and i know what you're talking about but they always called red's people red's army yep yep there's a reason for that <laughs> all right um do we want to jump into the characters uh is that where we want to yeah well there, there wasn't much about about a ram there wasn't much really uh, not even wrestler. I mean, although um, wrestler had a th- few moments was, that were fun. I, I was going to say that there was something I wanted to, to mention. Uh, a friend of mine actually mentioned this to me, and I I got in yesterday evening from my trip and was just exhausted. And we're recording this on Saturday, so I got in Friday evening, late, you know, past the point where blacklist had started. Turned it on, was able to go through all the commercials, but I was so jet lagged by that point that I just you know I I watched it but I didn't sort of thing (laughs) and so I was talking to a friend about today and she was mentioned the uh what what I've been calling the drive-by saving Mm -hmm. (laughs) where he literally like appears saves her and then drives off again Mm -hmm. (laughs) well he speaks to her says you gotta go I'm following yeah and um but anyway and so I I chuckled at it when it was on because he really just kind of I mean, he didn't, but he looked like he just appeared out of nowhere just to save her. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of that in when you're and I've mentioned this before since I'm in the process of trying to, you know, write scripts and break into it. There's been a lot of study in in what mm-hmm. to do, what not to do, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the big things is to avoid convenient writing and where people just are in the right place at the right time. And it really felt that way to me <laughs> with that. I mean, it's... But that's it, red. He's yeah, always in the right time, the right time and the right moment. That's that's true. But we were joking about it that it just turned Liz into such a damsel in distress because, I mean, she's sitting there and I, on the rewatch, I sent her a message, my friend a message. And I said, she really did just stand there like a deer in the headlights I have no ammo. This person's aiming at me. No, I shouldn't jump behind cover. I'm going to stand here and stare at him in awe because I'm about to die. But and it was a fun moment. It, it, like, it is, but it's it's just one of those head-shaking things. It's like, I understand why. Apparently, like, a lot of people... I was laughing so hard. Apparently, a lot of people loved it. So, I'm, you know, that's... It was probably supposed to be a lot lighter than that. Then, <laughs> then, but talking to her and rewatching is like, yeah, I could see where you'd get that. You know, <laughs> it was, it was an interesting moment there. Because he had also told um, Cooper they're alone and they have no backup, and so he's just kind of like, why didn't you send them there? They're alone. They have no backup. They don't know that 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 Anna knows this and that you know. So that th- he rushes in gets there just in time 
to shoot the guy uh, from the car, which was like awesome, and then drives away. And it reminds me of when when Liz uh, gets uh, in season five that her car gets jammed into or somebody rams into the car and then he um, he he he's, he's trying to arrest her and then he just like takes the 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 steering wheel and and um, and puts her with the in the wheel with the uh... yeah I, I know the scene you're talking about I'm just not finding the parallel there I was thinking there was more something about... about the way he appears he had cars he has about savings okay. making sure that she's okay and leaving oh see I would have drawn the parallel to her leaning out the window in season three right after the failed wedding. Uh, the shotgun wedding, <laughs> uh, where she leaned out of the car yeah. and started shooting. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always fun when people you know, the the drive bys. You know, drive by saving uh, mm -hmm. instead of drive by shooting. Drive by saving. Yeah. Well, I, I I found the episode in general was very very fast moving and and great paced, and I love the fact that you couldn't really, you know, you just. Always felt like you were being taken off your feet. Oh, yeah. Like you weren't expecting what was going to happen next. And then you find that the thing is that they're going to kill the president. That was great. And then everybody's like, what? And yeah. Cooper is like, I don't care. We're not going to let it happen. <laughs> Everything is weird. This is our life. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Coop. I mean, he's had to get to that point. It's No, overall, I, I enjoyed the episode. It just, that was, it was an interesting conversation that I had that I wanted to highlight it's because I, I looked back and I was expecting it to be not quite as pronounced and it was so pronounced mm. and um she was talking about that I think she'd said she read something about the writer's room that they had a joke I think Z uh Z ha Hatley Hayton mm. Hatley Hatley okay yeah. um that he had made a comment on Twitter talking about how they always talked about how Liz never ran out of ammunition and, like, it was a thing. And so we're, we're talking about the fact it was probably some sort of inside joke in the writer's room. And I'm sure there are a lot of them over the years that we don't even yeah. know about that they just sit back and chuckle over. And mm -hmm. we're like, oh, look at this thing. And they're going, yeah, it's more. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. It's more. <laughs> it, uh, I, what did you think about, um, because, I mean, we really don't have a lot in Wrestler. We don't have a lot of Aram. They were, you know, very minor things. Um, except that, that Aram is like, oh, I forgot about tracking this thing when I learned that the thing is that the president is trying to kill himself. That was funny. I Yeah, I'm sitting there going, why did you vote for the dude that you knew took bribes? Like, if you're aware of that, why would you vote for him? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I judged a little bit on, uh, judged Aram a little bit on his voting practices there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Aram. Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you don't know what he thought about the other candidate. That's fair. I mean, maybe both. Maybe it's lesser two evils. Yeah. Tends to be the way. And then we have, um, but the, when we get to Cooper, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Cooper was awesome, but it didn't seem to have it seemed to have gone in her face when he says, "Yeah, you try," and then you know at the end of the episode, there she is arresting everybody. So she thinks. I I have a feeling she'll be dead by the end of the season. 
she'll be gone. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the pecking order because Diaz and I'm blanking on his name, his Secret Service dude. Sanquist. Sanquist, thank you. Um, Sanquist seemed to answer directly to Diaz, and yet McMahon... Directs him. Does, so there seems to be like McMahon and and Sanquist has have one plot. Sanquist talks to the president too, and McMahon talks to the president. So I don't know who's playing who, but I have an idea. There's a the the first lady who's playing them all. Uh, either playing them all, or yeah, I, I do think that she has some sort of agenda and I think she's I personally think that she's I officially after this past episode think that she's part of the cabal and think she's probably fairly high up she may not even be an American citizen who knows she may be an undercover operative you know just she may be a Russian yeah Russian or German uh, Mm -hmm. you know Um, and so she I mean could be either one and just have been undercover in the United States for long enough that she was able to get to where she was. And mm-hmm. mar- I mean, Honey Trap, a young politician that was there easily manipulated. Yep. I mean, that's kind of... And then there is Kirk, and then there's Kirk offering money to gain his things. So there you got a lot of Russians things going on in there. Yep. So I think this is right going back to the cabal. I, I love the fact that they brought Kirk back. You know, it's like he took money from Kirk. It was $300 million. I was, not like a drop of, of sand in the ocean. I was really happy that they brought that back around because you and I have been talking about how how easily manipulated Diaz is. But I was happy to see them do it in the show itself because mm. when they do pull those things back around, it's a reminder because – the average viewer isn't going to have rewatched the show half a dozen times or more to and, find out those little details. Yeah, so and those so, are, are good reminders. Exactly. You've, you've got to be able to drop those little pieces there to remind people what they need to have focused on without having to go back and do an entire rewatch to remember. Now, with that in mind, what do you think was all that about? Red thinking Cooper. That was interesting. Because that was there for a reason. It it almost has to be because it stood out as if it wasn't there for a reason, it was very bizarre placing. And I'm more inclined in this point in the game to think it was there for a reason. What's your take? I don't know. Um, Is he going to die? I don't... I mean, he might. I hope not. I hope they don't kill anybody else off right now. Um, but no, I, I would. Or this is to go back and have. Because Red had saved Cooper's life. Cooper has saved Red's life. I, I really just don't know. But I agree with you that it stands out and that I think it's meant mm. to stand out. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. Bizarre, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, it was, you know, Cooper is like, hey, it was my job. And, and Red is like, yeah, don't pull that one. I was going to say, it's not your job to show up with cigars and, you know, smoke to a victory. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not part of your job description, bud. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a, 
a bunch of, of theories in it's, which, you know, Cooper has a, knows a lot more than he's... Yeah, and, and he very well out. might. Um, I, I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. Um, I'm not sold either way, um, but I, I think it's a good possibility that he might. Regardless of the situation, I do believe that he has a level of respect for Reddington. Mm-hmm. That and that he knows him as Red, as Raymond Reddington too. Eh, I I don't think that matters as much. I think that he just has a respect for Red that he may or may not have had the entire time we've known Coop. Mm-hmm. That he's developed that he's seen that, and he feels like I I think that Cooper feels like that they couldn't do it without Red. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is he sees accurate. the good that they've done. Yeah, and I think to him, he's always been a in justifies the means kind of guy. I mean, we found that out in season one when we found out he, you know, beat a confession out of a man that he swore up and down was guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the judge. That's that is an ends justify the means kind of guy. He trusts his own gut and. He's willing to do what he needs to to get get everything else there. Now, I don't think he's quite that way anymore. I think he was young and and brash when he did that. Like like Red was describing Katerina. Yeah, a bit. Um, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have layers of that, echoes of of that. In his he wouldn't be in still. the task force otherwise. Exactly. I mean, he is in the intelligence community. You can't be black and white in the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. No way. Now, I think it is time to to go into into Red and List because they had that little conversation with the Peruvian cart. That was quite something. And the one in the car. Yeah. Bring Agnes home. Oh, yeah, but way before that, I mean, what, there was some, so many things happening in that scene. It was like, first it's like, your mother can, cannot hurt you. And everybody's thinking, oh, because he's dead. But that's the same thing that he said about himself. I cannot kill you. It's the same thing. I'm sure the Red Arenas jumped on that very strongly. Uh, They did. I mean, come on. That is... A, that on that hook that was this big fat worm, not one like <laughs> the, like a whole colony of fat nice worms just squirming in there, begging to be taken. Of course they did, and I gotta say I've seen the the clues of the red herrings. They're there. I can't. I mean, at, at the seasons one to four, I'm saying, eh, you know what? That's like pulling things, but. Come season five and six, yeah, they're there. They're just pulling that, and yeah, everybody took it with the the hook, the liner, the sink, and I think even the um, the fishing rod. <laughs> the fish just took off with it. Yep. Um, but there was also another thing. Did you notice that Red did not flinch when Liz basically told him that wrestler also knows that he's not. Reddington. Yeah. And he's like, and then, of course, 
they have the uh, Rogelio gets out of the car and we stop that moment. But that was significant because you would have said that at least his eyes would widen. Like what? What he supposedly took those bones and killed so many people and so many people die. And now it's like, oh, wrestler, no. Eh. There's a silence here, people. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with the recording. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna file it. I'm gonna file it away. Yeah, I, I am thinking. I'm gonna file that one away because yes, it's. I agree with you. It is odd. Um, as as of right now, I still am on Team Ilya. Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, it had to be a time in which we would be in different teams. Hey, you know, it's fine. You know, we we mm -hmm. can be friends on different teams. It's all right. Um, just. So long as you believe in my plaid. I do believe in your plaid. <laughs> I may not believe it has something to do every absolute second there's plaid on television, but I do think it pulls your it should pull your attention to it. Regardless on if it's absolute or not. It's like you said about the apples a couple weeks ago. It doesn't mean every apple we see means something, but it does pull your attention to it and make you think. Mm. And so but Just yes. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt my plaid. <laughs> love it don't, don't doubt the plot but no so, that, that is interesting i don't remember i'd have to go back and look specifically and and re-watch that specific scene again i'll try to do it um yeah, because just, i mean there she's talking about the kgb which by the way doesn't exist anymore uh but i mean sure it's more fun than saying the svr and the fsb it's a kgb guys doesn't matter i a rose doesn't become a lily because you call it a lily. It's yeah. still a rose. <laughs> and the KGB is the KGB. Yep. I would agree with that. So, um, you know, that now he told, she told Red basically something very important that the KGB, the Russians are still interested in Katerina and in Katerina's father. Yeah. And, uh, I, I am... Well, we don't know if it's the KGB. That's the thing. Wrestler assumed it was the KGB. They have diplomatic plates. If it is the KGB and they were after Katarina, then there's problem. I mean, but we had the secret. They could be cabal. We, we had from the secret the Russian government. We had the secret service this entire episode running a covert operation yeah, yeah that had nothing to do i mean nothing to do with the up and up on the united states government side they they had the You're right immunity they had the protection they had the connection to the president but i mean when when they said it's do you not want a, a sanction operation yeah do you want me to call you know i don't remember who it was they were going to call but do you want me to call it secretary of De mm -hmm. one defense what was it um, but call the secretary yeah. of something, um, you know, and get it in. No, 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 no. We'll handle this because it was unsanctioned, just like you just said. And so, I mean, we don't know who those people were. All we know uh, with, with rest. They were was, Russian and came out of a, of a car with diplomatic yeah, plates. That's all we know. And so are they current KGB? You know, whatever the equivalent is today. Sure. Maybe. Are they someone else entirely? It, there are so many different options there, and mm -hmm. I, I they definitely could be cabal, just simply. 
I definitely feel like, especially with the way that we've seen the Secret Service used in the last couple episodes, it takes a, a closer look on that one. And apparently we're going to get Katerina Rostova on the next episode. I'm so excited. I, I just don't think it is her. I have a feeling it's an elaborate plan to get Red to say, to show whether he thinks Katerina is alive. If, if Katerina invites him to a meeting and he doesn't go, then they know she's dead. But if he goes then they know she's alive and he knows it. Um, I guess we'll see on the episode itself. I mean, because it's she's she's noted on the episode as Katarina Rostova. Yeah, but until it is like, you know, they pull so many of well, those that until I see the episode. And that, that's the thing. And that's what I was going to say. It's there, there have been a lot of things recently at various different opinions and theories across the board in which people have come to conclusions I'm like I have no idea where your logic is on that you know what I mean it's like it's almost like oh a person breathed they must be this person it's like yeah well ah. now we got Katerina crazy it's, now yeah. every woman everybody that is Katerina. is Katerina exactly Anna's Katerina Hannah Baker's Katerina Carla's Katerina <laughs> that's Sorry. me folks I, I said with a smile <laughs> you guys yeah. can't see it but she can see it yeah. I threw that it's, in just for Tessa everybody um, it's red, red, red is, is Katarina <laughs> red is Katarina Cooper is Katarina <laughs> you know not only did she get a gender change but also a race change you know it's just like everything let's go hey I mean, why DNA not? manipulation I've also I mean I've, I mean the theories are getting very creative I think Liz is actually Katarina it could be Maybe it's a Katarina clone. There you go. There it is. Tom was secretly... No, no, that went creepy. Never mind. Back that up. Back that up. <laughs> no, just... it's a clone to yourself. That's why they were attracted, because it's one and the same. Just one became male for DNA. Okay, we've crossed so many lines here. I am in... <laughs> I first made myself uncomfortable, and then you took it even further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, shit, I mean, I've, I've heard some theories in which... The memories from Katerina has been transferred to someone else, or sometimes it is Liz that has had the memories and the everything from Red's daughter uh, transferred into her. Oh, wow. I mean, at this point, we're just shy of aliens. <laughs> but I hadn't you know, heard that got one. One, one season left. It could be aliens. Bring up the aliens. <laughs> aliens, dude. <laughs> Let's just go full Avengers with this. You know, Thanos snapped his fingers and that's what happened. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, that is, um... I hadn't heard that one. That one's, that's gonna... I, I I'm... I, I feel like, I, I feel bad. Because I'm not trying to mock anybody's theories. I'm really not. I just... There are at some... This, there are some that point, I can... They just can't write anything off. They just are addicted to having all the theories alive. And I just when you true. think they're going to kill one, then they bring it back. It's like zombies. and then, <laughs> Zombie theories. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's my thing, is that I've been watching some of the theories, and I'm not going to, to call names here or anything, but I've been watching some theories that, for me, it's like, okay, this one is now done. We have, we have finished this one off. It should be put to rest. And, and most of the time, it'd move on. I've had theories that I've held for years 
Tom and Liz knew each other as kids. If Red is Ilya, probably not. And I had to put that one to rest, or at least why for the not? Most- if Red is Ilya, why Tom would not have and, and not have uh, known each other as children? Weird. Just, I mean, I, don't tell me that you're believing the Ilya story all the, with, the, like, the six-year-old thing, and yes, you are. Hang on. No. You are buying Ilya's story all the way with the six-year-old. I mean, like, all that entire tale has been true. Like, they made a pledge to one another. Oh. They knew each other as kids. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that if I believe that Ilya is red, is the current day red, which as of right now, I don't see any reason not to. Um, I mean, I see flaws in it. I see that the story isn't complete. But as it stands right now, as canon stands right now, I can I am willing to accept it. Um, I may change my mind. As canon hands me new things, I will adjust my theories. Mm-hmm. Um. But as it stands right now, yeah, absolutely. I think you know. But just because she, he was a friend of a childhood friend of Katerina, you have no remember that that supposedly Howard Hargrave was a child in Poland, so there is nothing to be said that he didn't know uh, the Hargraves. And we have no oh, idea. Ilya? We still to this day, yeah, we still to this day have no clue about. What exactly, who exactly is Scotty? I appreciate you that you're trying to salvage my Tom and Liz theory. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for it. I, I'm just saying, my, my point was, my entire point to that was that I, as things move on, as you get more information, sometimes you have to, you have to kill your darlings. You know, you may love a theory to death. It may have made sense right up to a certain point. But you're given canonical information in which that theory no longer lines up. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, it may come back around. You never know. But as it stands right now with what you're given, it doesn't make as much sense. Like I said, not going to call names here because I don't want to bash on one group's theory or anything. Well... I think that that some of the problems is that it all depends on on what you and this is gonna sound very different from from what I say all the time, but you know, speaking in all seriously, you the blacklist can be it's it's very peculiar in the way they're using languages and the way they're giving clues. Anything that is given supposedly as a firm anything then gets immediately a scene in which it is thrown, or not immediately, sometimes it's like seasons later, another scene in which that entire thing gets thrown out or, or th- cast into doubt. For example, you can believe that story of that sweet Ilya story and all the whole thing, but then you have... Rhett showed up and say, okay, well, tell me exactly what you said, you know, and, and sure, you can, you can say, oh, well, but he wants the details because it could have been the entire thing or just partly, but the most common way of interpreting those words will be, you don't have to tell the, the truth exactly word by word, you know what the truth is. So the moment that he says, tell me the truth 
word by tell me what you said word by word that that is like the same thing as they did when Liz had the memories and then they got then Dr. Orchin said I don't know the things may be there but the, the roles may be different I do think I, I when it comes to the Ilya thing and we're rehashing this every episode so we probably need to cut this one pretty short um with Ilya it I don't think that the entire thing is necessarily something that will continue on as straight canon. If for no other reason than our narrator wasn't there for the entire time. Ergo, he had to rely on someone else's narrative to pass that information along. Mm. Either Red slash Ilya told him or Katarina told him pieces and he pieced it all together or they told him the broad strokes and he filled things in it's there are wide i wouldn't think a father would fill it in with his daughter in the bathtub and you know snogging her childhood best friend but you know you never know um dom's an odd odd bird. hey if he was supposed to be her handler which is beyond beyond bizarre uh why yeah not? I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out why would you ever put someone's father as their handler yeah, um, I got thoughts on that. Now, this this whole um, episode, you know, at the end got turned on the head when they realized that supposedly uh, Diaz is trying to kill himself. Now, do you think he's trying to kill himself? I can't imagine that he is. He is Diaz has struck me as a lot of things, a self-sacrifice. But suicidal not. No, he does not. Not straight. He me wants a, fully to get a second term. Yeah. Uh, he's no. I don't think he's ready to 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 go down for anybody else or the idea of him going down because you know for his legacy. I don't get that impression from him. I I don't think he would be nearly as easily manipulated. I I just I don't get the impression he's got a great deal of spine. No. Um, do you think it's possible that his wife is sick and she wants to do this? Not after this, no. I I thought originally that was going to be the plan. You know, that maybe that's what Red was looking for for leverage. Mm -hmm. But no, I think mm -mm. she's the, I think she's pulling the strings now. Yeah. So that was exactly my thought. And and I loved it because I love when they present you a character and that that is and that's what I kind of love about the blacklist. It goes back to the Brockton uh, College murders, uh, Brockton College killer, uh, Sam's episode, in which you've got something, and then they flip it on its head, and it's the woman behind the the curtain. Yeah. And 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 uh, and they also introduce the character in a scene that in the the Lippet Seafood Company felt gratuitous. Like, you know, the, Diaz is there and he's taking dance classes and that's where he goes to speak with Diaz. So it kind of, in the blacklist, you never know when a scene is there and there is no character that you can dismiss as being unimportant. I remember a lot of people for years telling me I was insane for thinking that Jennifer was going to ever show up. It's not important. Really? It's just in the past. Uh, Carla is not important. It's like, they're not important. It's like, yes, they are. 
And and so I love when they do these kind of things. They they present us this character in that scene that seemed to be like well, they could have just been, and then right back. So I love it. It's I mean, just, it, it goes back to you always go into a scene at the latest possible point and leave at the earliest possible point because mm-hmm. you're looking at the timing of things. Mm-hmm. You you shave the scene down, mm-hmm. and so she was important, and they've known it for this long, and. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is the blacklist isn't a show and and little things like this keep me going back <laughs> to to it's the reason that as upset as I've been over the years I've always at least wanted to have faith in in the long game mm-hmm. because they always somehow managed to go back and prove that they've had well, while they may not meet my personal expectations, they are meeting their goals, their their own goals that they've set. And it's not like they're just getting to a point and going, eh, wouldn't it be fun if, if this happened? Let's make I, I remember it's, I'm not going to mention the name of the show, but I remember listening to them talk about their writing room and I don't I. I think hope they were joking, but they got to a certain point and they were like, so what do we want to do next season? Who knows? And then a pizza guy walked in, delivered their lunch and said, why don't you make it about this? And they went, "Ooh, that'd be fun. And they did it. And they they basically were telling everybody we had no idea what was going to happen. I would love to think they were joking, but the way their show fell out, I don't think they were. <laughs> and, but no, the black, I think I, the blacklist, I think the blacklist is, ne- is not. I was gonna say the blacklist has never been that show, thankfully. And mm. as angry and as frustrated as I've been at points, I mean, well, at it's least like it's you, never you, been that. You get you get a detail in season six that explain this little thing that was gone in season one, and you thought. This kind of keeps bothering me. And then six seasons later, you get the answer. Mm-hmm. That was there for a reason. So I think that people get upset and the dangling ends and, you know, everything, nothing gets resolved. I think it does, but you have to be patient. This is a very, very long movie. He writes features versus TV. It yeah. just happens and to be the TV a- format. Yeah, this is going to be a 165-hour movie. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's why my brain feels like it's melting. Uh, It has nothing to do with work. It actually has to do with the blacklist. And there is is all these things. For example, I'm pretty good with names, but I had completely forgotten there was another Koslov in the the embassy that Liz speaks with when she goes there, the first guy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the first guy who said, I'm not here to speak with a pawn with an adequate clearance. That his name was Koslov and Alexander Koslov. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so there, I mean, the names, the repeated things, nothing is there. It's all will make sense in a bit. And by the way, I gotta say, it's unbelievable the way this is the first time in the first scenes that I've actually seen the actress Jennifer Farron being pregnant. But they have been unbelievable hiding that. Yeah. If Megan, she's very pregnant. I was going to say, if Megan ever, I mean, well, Megan, Megan tends to, or at least she did in her first pregnancy. Who knows what would happen in the second, but she puffed up a lot in the face. Yeah. Um, and the, the woman that's playing Anna is 
she's one of those lucky lucky women that like she just has this it's all in the belly um it looked like her fingers were a little bit swollen but i mean it wasn't anything they couldn't couldn't bypass and i've been noticing now that i know i mean because it popped up on the internet you know and I've been noticing that they, they do a lot of shoulders and up shots with her, a lot of close-in shots. And, and the clothes that she's wearing with the, with the hand, the handbag, the scarf. Yeah, it's and all in the same color, so you basically don't notice. And she she is a character that can get away with that. And so it, it works out. But yeah, she's not chasing good. stuff or anything. Yeah. yeah, but it's it, it, was, it was very well done. So I'm, I'm kudos on that. Um, Did you notice that it looked like Liz was standing in the exact same place um, when she was taking the call with Red when everybody else was getting arrested as when um, um, Carmelie came for her in season two? Yeah, and when and that was Red's um, workshop and he's also where um, Rostov kept her. And we're, oh, yeah. no, 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 I'm not talking about the set. Um, yes, the oh. set is definitely that. But no, I'm saying that it was, it yes. looks like it was supposed yes. to be the yes. same hallway. Yeah, the same idea that she's looking at that and she tried to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and apparently does, at least at some point, because we've seen her she's and not Red there. working yeah. together. Yeah, she's not, she's not with them. It's the boys in the, the boys in the box. Yeah, the boys in the box. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm still kind of sad that Tom never ended up in the box. I don't know what that means for me as a Tom fan, but <laughs> sad he didn't make it to the box. Russ has had a two-go in the box. Uh, he, he's been there twice now. At least he's not bleeding out this time. I will I will give them hey, that. Hey, it's an improvement. I, hey, I, I will take that improvement. Let mm-hmm. Russ live. Just let Wrestler live. That's all I'm asking well, people. Well, let's, since we, it's a very short show, do you have a feeling who might die next season? Do you think any of them might die next season? I, I This is going to be my emotional response. I hope none of them do. I hope they get out of it. Um, because we, we've lost Tom. We've lost Samar. And now it's possible that both of them could or might come back at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are ways that they could do it if the actors are available and willing um, for both of them, even though Tom's been dead for a season and a half now. Um, but it's, heaven knows we have precedent set <laughs> for characters coming back. If the head doesn't explode. Basically, if they don't fitch them, then yes, mm-hmm. it's possible. Fitch, fitch ain't coming back. <laughs> no, Fitch's not coming back. You know, Mia is not coming back. I, I always had a joke with a friend of mine. We We wrote together for years and years, and our joke was that we could bring anybody back as long as the head was still attached to the neck. Mm-hmm. And we told, and this was well back in high school, and um, the guy I was dating at the time wanted to weigh in on the story we were writing, and for some reason we were crazy enough to say yes, because we were like 15, stupid. And he wanted to kill someone off, and that was our response to him. That basically just don't lob off the head, we'll be fine, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And because we didn't want the guy to die, I swear he basically just like disintegrated the body. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> I mean, like, well done for thinking out of the box, but no, <laughs> it doesn't count. It has to be attached. <laughs> well, also that's true. If you if you throw the body in the yeah, acid, acid. Yeah. 
But, you stew make them, you fitch them, or you mirrored them. But, but, you also have body doubles here. There's a precedent. There's yeah. se- there's at least two or three precedents for uh, yeah, body we're, doubles. We're, so, we're 28 and counting in the fake death. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people get upset when I say Tom might be alive. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think it would happen, but I don't discount it. I'm well aware that it's hopeful thinking, but I know that it's, I see ways that it could happen. It just, in the end, it's going to depend, to depend on the John's mm-hmm. end game that they have in mind. That That yep. is really what it will boil down to. It is possible Ryan is fully capable of being on a couple episodes, you know, intermixed with, uh, with New Amsterdam. I mean, totally doable. What did you think about the family? I mean, the fact that you have a family who's now on the run with a kid and the backpack and is, is the, I mean, like Liz ended up with the fulcrum in the toy. The kids end up with the toy in the, yeah. with the, uh, the, the thumb drive in the backpack, not knowing about it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a very interesting route. They took the parents, found it and tried to, uh, get a friend to, to crack it for them. Yeah. No, uh, no two people. If you ever find yourself in the possession of something bad and you kind of give it to a friend, don't talk on the phone. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with you people? Don't talk on the phone. Like if it's you know, en- there is no privacy. If it's encrypted, just assume someone's listening. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's not encrypted, just assume someone's listening. <laughs> yeah. So basically, don't talk on the phone. Especially when it's about national security and can get you killed. There are those yeah. lovely keywords yeah. that they listen to. And the for. first thing you do is you make several copies and you mail them to everybody in in, in in newsrooms. Like before even you go looking at them. Yeah, pull Raymond Reddington. Put the fulcrum out. Yeah. Don't don't mess up with it. Oh, this is what the blacklist has taught us, folks. Serious life yeah. lessons here. Well, I, I was I, I wrote in, in Reddit a post in which somebody was talking about, you know, Liz not being a strong character. And they just said, OK, let me rewrite this with strong characters. And they all ended up in other shows. Uh, person of interest, uh, Jag, um, in therapy. Did uh, you watch in- Person of Interest? Yes. I didn't big know that. You and I need to talk. I didn't know you were a per- Person of Interest fan. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we caught that John Reese. I started to rewatch a while back. I kind of tapered off of it, but I'll end up back on it. I because yeah, I stopped watching because Root is my favorite, and I, uh, I hear yeah. it didn't end well for her. So, yeah. She, but she had a good run. She did. Yeah, I, I, it's and, at the and end. And she so died she great. Yeah, it was good. So, spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was years ago. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I I just got off. I, I was very excited over that. I love so, person of interest. Yeah, I mean, it was just like you can you can start thinking in those terms. So anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. It was. It's a setup episode. I what I felt is like they they have planned to have this episode and the next on the uh, season finale next week, but I think because of the of the station programming, they had to do Rasvet and. And uh, the Brogdon College Killers on the same night. But this 
that this and the next seemed like they belonged together. Yeah, and, and that may be because um, I, I want to say I don't don't quote me on this, but I want to say I heard that they weren't aware that Brockton College and Rossfit were gonna go on the same night. Yeah, they're not meant to be like that. I mean, Liz comes in there. They, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a great it's a great um, uh, way of ending one episode instead of the other. But this too. Uh, Anna McMahon and and and, and uh, Diaz, Ro- Robert Diaz. Ro- yeah, they just seem to belong. I mean, this was like it felt like a prep episode, and to on its own, mm-hmm. it felt like you know, whoa, you know, it's like you're running and then you get to a full stop, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> come back. I need yeah. my answers. Give me my answers. Yeah. No, I actually had to look on the schedule to see if it was a double episode night. I just kind of assumed it was. Mm-hmm. No, they're because they're ending, and I think that. But apparently, we might come back in in January, so that's going to be a long. Oh, have they, have they announced it? I, I, I don't. Think... I don't know. I I, I actually heard. prefer that the 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 other one with the, like three episodes here, and then a, that was. Yeah, I I would like it to come back in the fall, honestly, because I'll be in the middle of my move first part of twenty twenty, and that's not where I want to start back into the podcast. But uh, I would love for it to come back in in the fall. I'm hoping it will. So I think that's it. Yeah. All right, guys. You can listen to us on Tumblr. Listen to us on Tumblr. Uh, you can listen to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And you can talk to us on Tumblr, on Twitter, and Facebook. And give us your um, ideas on what you really think the plot is. Because you know that the president planning to kill himself, it's probably not it. Uh, yeah, I, like, like yeah. we said earlier. We'll love to discuss it next week. Yep. We're excited. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.